This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. Welcome to I Will Watch Anything Once. Welcome, listeners. Um, before we get to this great episode of this week, there has been an amendment, a change to the lineup of scary movies that Connie has um, chosen for me to watch each day of October um, for the 31 Days to Scare Dave. This movie um, has been removed from the list simply because Connie had the chance to see it before me. And I'm going to let her uh, tell you the thoughts on the movie uh, herself. But it has been re- has been stricken from the list. If the, um, something has, will replace it, which will be the first. It's a sequel. That movie is Tyler Perry's Boo Two. Is it? Oh, it's Medea's Halloween. Medea's Halloween Boo. And then the sequel that I saw was Boo Two. I, well, I saw both of them, but you were supposed to you were supposed, supposed to see, to see Boo, Boo Two. Too. Even though I haven't seen now, it's, I'm going to just see Boo, mm-hmm. which I officially have rented right as before we push record tonight. <laughs> so I can I am on the spot to watch it. Oh, you are in for a treat. <laughs> uh, but go for it. I'm going to say this to you and for our listeners. Um, I'm going to let you spoil anything you want. I don't care because I'm not going to go out of my way to see it. Mm-hmm. Listeners, if you've seen it or are plan on seeing it and don't want to be spoiled, skip ahead um, to immediately into the uh, couple minutes later so you can just listen to the great um, conversation we had with our guest this week. Take it from there, Connie. Why were you uh, disappointed in Boo 2? Okay, I saw Boo 1 last year and I had a grand old time. It was funny. Um, it was crazy. Uh it was very Medea. Uh, Tyga was in it. And um, it was just a fun old time. But this time around, it was it was strangely very boring. It felt like leftover footage from the first one. Um, the ending did not make any sense. Like, okay, once again, because the first one is about um, Tyler Perry there's Medea, and then there's I don't know how familiar you are with Medea universe, but there's Medea, uh, the family members, some of which are also played by Medea, but then there's Tyler Perry where he plays a straight man, and he has a daughter, a teenage daughter who's out of control, and she tries to go to a party, and and this is on Halloween, of course, and so uh, Medea goes up there with her uh, granny friends to teach her a lesson, and of course things get spooky. <laughs> and um here's the thing though it's the same premise for this one and really yeah it's the exact same premise like even to the t of like it's tyler prairie before playing a version of himself with a teenage daughter mm-hmm. going to a party mm-hmm. how, how what yeah but and she's still teenage but except this year she's turning 18 and she's trying to sneak into a college party again and the stakes are the same except this time the college party is at a haunted cabin where people supposedly were murdered but it's 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 really stupid because one by one okay Medea goes up there to rescue them and they start getting spooked by people the teenagers and Medea's and um <laughs> it and oh here's an indicator of things going awry uh, this said the longest credits 
credit sequence I've ever seen. Like credits were still appearing within the second scene. Wow. Yeah. So like credits, credits, credits. And then a scene was happening. Credits still showing up. Scene two started to happen. And then all of a sudden still credits. And I'm like, are you fucking serious? Yeah. Yeah. You got to like find a way to get those credits in faster. Yeah. It was strange. And it wasn't. Yeah. I was like. Were they even creative credits or they just standard? Yeah. It was like, I remember in the second scene, like a little bubble came up at the bottom and said, producer Tyler Perry. I'm like, no shit. Also, why is this in the second scene? (laughs) And it was just all the credits were just Tyler Perry's name for a lot. (laughs) Yeah. It was all like standard stuff, but I'm like, why are we still seeing this? This is insane. And yeah, it was bizarre. It felt like you were watching a TV show and you were seeing titles at the bottom for other shows. It was very bizarre. And scenes ran way too long. I went to the bathroom twice, took my time coming back. And <laughs> uh, real quick, because we're not going to talk about it. That's funny. You with this movie were like, great. I can get a break from it for the bathroom and take my time and go back. I saw Blade Runner, which has a runtime of nearly three hours. <laughs> and I tried to plan it so I wouldn't drink anything or eat anything before. Still about uh, probably an hour, maybe hour 15. I had to go to the bathroom so bad. But I was liking the movie so much. And it's such like a slow paced movie where mo- probably any scene could just offer something small that's going to push the story forward. Okay. But I refused to leave. Oh man. <laughs> I sat through that, but that's funny. Just the, the compare, the contrast of us. Yeah, to, to. no, I took my time. Like I, I would go to the bathroom, come back and I'm like, are we still in this scene? Like, cause like in the, in the other one, there were scenes where when Tyler, when, when Tyler Perry is playing Medea and he's with the other, uh, older characters, they tend to improv a bit, and sometimes things can go a little long. Right. But and but this one, it just kept going. Jokes that were in the first one were in this one, but more so. Yeah, like it's like almost a recycled joke, but now they're just trying to riff off of that. Yeah, it like it felt like it really did feel like they edited footage from the first one, stuff like we're trimming the fat, but then they took that fat and said, "Here's the sequel." There's a part of me that wouldn't be surprised if that was somewhat true. I don't know why. I, I mean, it would I make mean, sense because it has the exact same cast. And right. Or even even so, it just seems like at least what you're telling me is that it's a recycled script that just sort of like they changed the specifics. Yeah. Like it, it might have been a first draft of the original. And um, oh, this is this made me laugh. OK, so I told you Tyga's in the first one, right? Yeah. OK, so there's a scene where. Um, are you familiar with black beetles? No. Okay. Well, um, there are this group. I mean, the bugs are black, but I don't. <laughs> there's this group where they have really good singers. They have a bunch of catchy songs, did some stuff with Nicki Minaj. They have a song in this and it looks like they're performing, but you never quite see their face. So are you saying to me... That they got the rights for the song, but they couldn't but get could them. the band, so they just faked yeah. it. Yes, Ugh, I know it was weird because it was sort of like they're moving around so much. Like, don't worry, we can't. We're not going to be able to see your face. And I'm like, yeah, but we are going to be able to see that you can afford to get them. Yeah, is it is it a sequence where like actions happening and they're going through a party with a band, live band? What's that yeah? Scene? I hate those kind of scenes. It was like Paul Fig puts them in so many movies, and I've. Again, once again, down my Paul Fig fucking uh, hole. But 
see movies that do that. A lot of times I'm just like, they just seem like filler. Mm-hmm. I feel like in the script it says, and they go to a concert and it's just like, they hope they can get a big name. Yeah. It, it, that it is. But, and normally like sometimes it works. Like I, Tyga and his one song were great. It, cause it's funny. Cause like Medea starts dancing and then her friend's like, Medea, what are you doing? And she's like, I'm getting my hoe on. <laughs> and then, but this one. Um, well, don't ruin the first one for me. I said you could spoil oh. two. Oh, now you're now you know too much. You know too much now. Uh, uh, well, we got to get to the, our guest. Oh, Any, okay, like, no, there's no apologies <laughs> needed. Uh, I wanted you to be able to to clear the air of your terrible experience with boot two. It probably hurts the black community. Well, that's how. If you go back and listen, listeners, to me and Travis Coles talk about the Medea Christmas, Travis Coles flat out says to me, like, this is terrible. This is actually, this actually hurts the black community. It does not (laughs) help it. And that's a black, a tall black man, a very successful. I tried to watch that one. I couldn't get through it. It's so. It's really bad. We, we rented it twice on accident because, (laughs) because we rented it for something that it wouldn't play. So we had Uh to rent it again and then. It was. Ugh, it wasn't worth the two rants. Yeah, but I, c- I, I did couldn't. it just to be able to talk to Travis about it. But mm. um, I'm hoping at least I get entertained with this one. But we'll find out at the end of the month after we recap the rest of 31 days to scare Dave. Mm-hmm. What's the moral tell at the end, though? Usually, there's a moral, a stupid moral that Tyler Perry. It's has the exact to skid same in there. one as the one from the first one. Um, Parents should be allowed to yell and hit their kids. <laughs> Great moral, Tyler Perry. Mm-hmm. Parents should be able to hit their kids. Yeah. Well, we're gonna we're gonna go from that into this week's episode with a delightful guest. She brought us a wonderful movie that we. I become it's become a favorite mm-hmm. um, of all time. So bad, they're good movies. Yes. Uh, so we're just going to go right into that with our wonderful guest, Hannah Cannongator. Hello, this is Mark David Christensen. Hey, and this is your co-host, uh, Connie Shin. <laughs> Did I surprise you with my volume? <laughs> oh, I uh, I was trying to match it. <laughs> oh, your eyes looked like you were surprised. Oh, my, I think my body was trying to wake itself up. <laughs> okay, cool, 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 cool. And we just um, watched a fun movie with our guest, Hannah Cannon Gator. Hi, guys. Uh, good to see you. Um, what a fun movie you brought to us oh, tonight. It's good. <laughs> this eve- uh, sort of afternoon into evening, we watched Ghost Ship. That's right. Starring Julianna Mar- 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 Margulies. Margulies. Yeah, and- the star of The Good Wife and also got ER. ER um, along with Gabriel Byrne, Carl Urban. Mm-hmm. Um, Carl Urban's now like has. It's a big star. That, this, star was, this was his first film. Really? <gasps> wow. Ooh, I didn't well, know that. What a- I was reading that and I was like, ooh, I'm going to. Yeah, that's a good in. trip. <laughs> that's mm-hmm. insane that this is his first movie. Uh-huh. <laughs> he's, he's like Australian or something, right? He's not American, is he? Oh, I have no clue. Because I was like, he had a pretty good American accent in this, but I thought he wasn't American. But I could be wrong, guys. Don't, I just don't know. Look for me I for just facts. know he he played Cupid in Xena. Oh, and 
was great. We both were we, like, we said so that the exact same way. That. Yeah, because I remember being like, "Who's this hot guy?" Oh my god, a Cupid! Oh, that's great. So, uh, for our listeners out there that have maybe not previously seen Ghost Ship mm-hmm. or um, uh, just need a refresher. Yeah. Give us like a short synopsis of what this movie is about. Okay. If it's, you have to spoil something, go ahead because we're going to spoil the whole time, but yeah. Um, yeah, quick, easy summary on this movie. Uh, there's a ship. It opens with a ship and it's 1960s and then later they find that ship again. Salvagers, they're hunting for gold. Those are the main characters. Hunting for gold. They find this abandoned ship in the middle of the ocean. This guy brings them there, and it turns out it's full of gold, and it's haunted as hell a little bit. Uh, Turns, twists and turns happen. Everyone on the ship slowly dies off one by one because they all separate. And uh, it turns out that ship is a ship for souls to be taken to uh, hell. Basically, that's the turn at the end. Or we assume hell. Yeah, Management. big assumptions. <laughs> and um, and it leaves with quite a, it ends with quite a cliffhanger that if this will only happen again and again. Mm-hmm. Is and, that good enough? Is that a good oh, summary? Yeah. I honestly thought you were going to just say before you went on with an actual synopsis, which is very good. I thought you were going to say it starts with a ship, ends with a ship. <laughs> <laughs> I really thought that's what you were going to do, and I was like, oh, cool. <laughs> Begins with a ship, middle. But no, that, yeah, <laughs> you're right, and uh, you're totally right. That's a great synopsis. I think actually, I think that's one of the best ones we've had in a while because most of like. Not to like like talk uh, badly about our guests; they're all wonderful. But sometimes they don't. They go really long with the synopsis. Mm-hmm. They oh, yeah. try to give every detail, yeah. and you're like, yeah. "That's not a synopsis." We're going to talk about all that. But you did wonderful. Great, quick um, summary. Did you have something to say, Connie? Before I move uh, on, no. I thought you had something that I. Oh well, will you? I don't know if you were going to ask this. I, I was curious as to why you wanted us. Why? Well, I, yeah. I think I know. You're why. going right where I, we need. <laughs> we're going next. Yeah. Uh, I feel the first time I saw this movie, I was in junior high, and which was we were just talking about. I love uh, movies from like horror movies specifically from the early 2000s. It's such a specific type of genre. It's bad in such a spectacular way. It's got the terrible music. There's always metal. I was very into Mudvayne, uh, which is uh, they play a part in the soundtrack, like a pretty key part Mm -hmm. of the soundtrack. The same song. The same song. I loved that song. This was actually the first time I heard Mudvayne and then I became a fan, which is like kind of unfortunate. (laughs) Did you buy the Ghost Ship soundtrack? Uh, I didn't buy the soundtrack because I didn't want any. I was like, there was really only two good songs on there. The one where you find out all the crazy stuff in mm-hmm. my head. I was like, that song's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that other song. So I just looked it up because the rest of the music is like that. Yeah. Terrible or like weird classical music. Yeah. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I used LimeWire to download Mudvayne um, and then bought their album. Uh, I did buy the Queen of the Damn soundtrack. Different sidebar. That's a similar. Well, that a, doesn't that have Aaliyah on it? It's got Aaliyah. She stars in got, it too, right? Uh, oh, I meant yeah. the soundtrack, though. Oh yeah, yeah, I think so. It's got 
Marilyn Manson for sure. Oh yeah, that um, sounds like a tight soundtrack. Yeah the the boy I was going out with in eighth grade, our song like our this is our song was Mud that one vein song that song. <laughs> Did this bring back such charming menu me, uh, memories? I said menus memories with that 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 young boy. And yep. Uh, we both did it bring, were, back, did it bring back like bad memories? No, not at all. Okay. Uh, we had a, like it's just junior high trash. Like we both wore gel in our hair. How did, I how shopped did you, at Ross. How did you Hot wear Topic. gel in your hair? I would put it in the ends like colored, like colored gel. I guess is what I mean. Oh. But they only it was like that temporary kind because your parents wouldn't let you dye it for real. Uh-huh. It wasn't it wasn't 2017 when everyone has pastel hair, you know, wow. it was 2002 and moms were like, don't do that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this movie was amazing. Um, so that's when I first fell in love. But I just love it because it's so ridiculous. And so I watch it every couple of years. <laughs> yeah, it is. You nailed it. This movie is ridiculous. Let's just jump in and go. Go. Where should we? Where should we start? Uh, the opening credits. Great. Yes, <laughs> I think you're. Let's start where it starts. Um, yeah. The the lettering font is pink, mm-hmm. and like I want to say, I love Lucy cursive style. Yeah, yes. like Love Boat. Yeah. It was like trying to start up a very stylistic. Um, I was reading fun facts about this and it said that the studio wanted this movie to start off credit wise the same fashion as the original, which was in the 60s. <gasps> yeah, because it's an original called The Ghost Ship, I believe. Yeah. yeah. And so they're like, we want to match, we want to make pay homage to the original from 40 years ago. But then uh, I'm like, the rest of the movie doesn't fucking matter. Yeah, it doesn't yeah. pay any homage. Only that. I'm yeah. very curious if the, the storyline is similar to the first, the original. Or not. I hope not, because that's bananas. It is. What bananas. if? I'm wondering if that ship that they reference in the movie, they talk about the ship that the, the Celeste, the, yeah, oh. that they pulled over to get it to rescue the people. No, the, from. I don't think the Celeste is the one from his story. Uh, it's like Loretta? the La, Loretta, something with an L. Yeah, and the Graza pulls over because they find this abandoned ship and all the gold from the ship. So I would be curious if that, if maybe that's a reference to the original. Yeah, that would. I mean, that would be a great way to reference that would be, it. Would be cool. I would. I would think that was cool. Well, while we continue talking, I'll look it up and see if I can find anything. Yeah, um, I want to see the original now. But, but those open, uh, the opening credits were really funny. Oh yeah, yes. yeah, they were amazing. Pink, that bright, it's like pink. bright pink. And then this is another reason I love the movie. That first scene, the middle, that like scene where the plot twists and they show you what's what they like give you the whole flashback of what really happened and then the end scene where the ambulance doors close those three scenes are why i love this movie because they're so ins- they're just ridiculous yeah well this movie is like back to back like they take no breaks yeah like every moment is at a 10 every <laughs> everyone like they're either screaming no or we're gonna be rich yeah no in between no casual convo. No. Or if it is, it's weird. Like, uh, there's weird acting choices in this. Oh, also, we should start off with the first death. We should talk about that. Where um, you see an entire ballroom of people get um, not beheaded, but torso chopped. Yeah. By a wire. And fun fact, 
it wasn't supposed to be torso chopped. The original idea was um, a wire slips and beheads everyone on a ballroom. Mm -hmm. But the studio was like, oh, that's too scary. What if we just do the torso? (laughs) That's crazy. Yeah. They thought the heads was too scary? Yeah. They thought that was too gruesome. Because the way they show, for everyone who hasn't seen this movie, the wire, the, it's like a wire that gets too tight and then slips and it cuts everyone in half. And everyone at first stands there completely still. And then slowly people slide apart and it shows like their intestines, like just falling to the ground and sliding apart. So it's really funny to me that they were like, no, heads are yeah, too I, gruesome. Yeah. But it doesn't. It doesn't slip. Somebody caused it, right? It's like a. It's, I was like somebody. It shows somebody turn the crank on mm-hmm. it, like it makes it snap. Yeah, and then loose, it right? snap is the right term. Yeah, I was trying to think of the visual word for when a wire would like. I was a. I was just. I was just confused. Across. I was like, that wasn't a mistake. That was. That was purposeful. <laughs> no, you're right. It was part somebody of the plot. murdered those people <laughs> with a wire. That was not an accident on the ship. Yeah, it was <laughs> but, a part of the plot. But yeah, this movie starts off with that. And of course, in the center of that ballroom is a little girl, the lone survivor. Mm-hmm. She's holding so- onto an, an, I guess, the captain. Yeah. Who who danced with her to be like, oh, cutesy, old man, little girl dancing. And um, his head comes clean off and like at the lip line, which is creepy. And yeah, it's like a Black Dahlia cut. Yeah. Yeah, yeah which was Ugh. creative. And um, she's just there surrounded by dead people and then I want to say the love boat but then the credits for uh, is it the credits or does it just hard cut to modern day? Hard cut to modern day Okay, with that like uh, very aggressive uh, drum like and horn music that Mm. action movies use. It's like dun 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 and it's like a cuts to the tugboat in modern day finding a salvage Yeah, to set up the the modern story Mm -hmm. that we're going to now watch. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, Which is, and it cuts to like a pivotal moment on that tugboat where they're screaming like, I haven't lost one yet. (laughs) We're really having to like work that. Like you could, because there's nothing visually showing us Mm-hmm. Just nothing visually in that scene showed us that they were ha- like there was trouble. Right. All you saw was like a tugboat moving forward with another <laughs> boat behind it, mm-hmm. and then they're like, "There's a hole in there." Yeah. But there was never anything like visually that I was like, "Oh gosh, they're gonna lose a lot here," or like, yeah. "There's trouble." It was just their intent. Everybody was playing this forced intensity. Yes, and you're like, "What?" I. Yeah, I still don't know what's going on in that scene. I've seen this movie multiple times. I guess they're just trying to salvage something and it's sinking and they need to fix the hole. Yeah. And it's hilarious. It's the way they show like how uh, Juliana's character, uh, Maureen? Eeps. Eeps. Eeps is like really intense. They're like, we're just going to leave it. And she's just like, I've never lost one yet. She does that real like... Dialogue that's just so well, well, intense. She, well, she says it says water is rushing past her. Yeah. yeah. Like, it's a real white squall moment. Like, it's real just like, holy shit. Yeah. Like, people are about to die. Yeah. And it establishes, like, hey, this girl brave. Yeah, she's brave, but it, like, for the, what does the movie, like, all the events that, that lead up to on this ghost ship that eventually comes into play... That personality trait didn't really like show itself. Right. It kind of is only in that first scene. And then like a little bit when she's like, we can fix this ship. Yeah. There's no that like, we're just going to like, 
that drive or that yeah. determination just was like yeah it's not there it very became much such like one note mm-hmm. that for almost and not even her everybody else was like like uh the one the, the, the one black character that most horror movies in the 2000s had yeah he he was like the same way like he was just determined as her like oh we gotta get off the ship yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, Isaiah Washington from Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, there mm-hmm. you go. He was definitely um, Samuel L. Jackson's role from Jurassic Park. He was. Like, he totally. was always like, like, he was in the control room. He literally shaved head glasses, being like, you guys better pull this together. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yes. <laughs> but then he had, like, then he was obsessed with titties. And got himself no, killed. No, everyone was obsessed everyone, with titties. Uh, yeah, the everyone writer was obsessed, was obsessed with titties. With titties. Yes, Two different characters say titties <laughs> for no good reason. One is he's looking at an old picture of Francesca. Who's who, in, in like a uh, 50s style evening gown. On like, yeah, like on this ghost ship that they came across. And he's like, nice titties. You're like... That who says that the when they look at one just a general old photos, yeah, or just any photos in general, Gen- but especially one from the sixties, a black and white photo, and your first reaction is nice titties. It's so abrasive. Yeah, it's very intense. Also, like he's on a ship where this woman probably died, and he's going nice titties though. Yeah, I'm like Jesus Christ, damn. But he does, he does get it because of that. She that does. Mm-hmm. does she, the ghost does him. arrive and show her titties. Though. Yeah, <laughs> she kills him. Yeah. She uses her titties to kill him. Mm-hmm. Oh, there's so many. This is weird, but I you can for me. I there's so many points in this movie, like acting wise, where I wanted to stop them and give them notes. Right. Like there's a scene where two of them are like they they find they get trapped on the boat and they they're trying to eat the food that's over forty years old yes. from cans and these two guys are trying are like daring you could tell they're friends and they they always do rock paper scissor and um, they're daring each other to eat this can of beans yeah. but they enjoy it but. Uh, I wanted to stop them and be like, you guys forget the dialogue. Don't try to win this scene. Just, just have fun. Just have fun. <laughs> like don't, don't pay attention to the camera or the crew or anything. Just have fun. Cause it's so, they're so weirdly trying to match each other. Yeah. It's, it felt strange. Right. And yeah. they kept saying, this is really good. <laughs> yeah. This is really good. No, this is great. This is it's great. Yeah. They were like, <laughs> They were really chewing into that scene. Yeah. And it was the shortest scene. Also, those beans were the color of a rainbow. Yeah, there were some green ones. It looked like fruit loops. <laughs> it was crazy. Yeah, it was a medley in there. But yeah, like it, it, it almost felt like the director, like there was an, a language issue and they're like, it's not clear what you're feeling. <laughs> Say it loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Tell us how you feel about the food. And then do the feeling again. (laughs) Again. (laughs) Yeah, it was like a it was like a weird 1960s commercial for food is how it felt. This is good. This is good. Oh, so weird. And it just kept on going. And then and then the food turns into maggots. Yeah. Which is my worst. That's that's another scene that really gets me. Mm -hmm. It's like. Especially when I was, like, I saw this when I was, like, 13, I think, 13. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That scene stuck with me. 
They lo- they do love turning food into maggots in horror film. Mm-hmm. They do that in The Lost Boys. They do that in Poltergeist. They do that in... Well, it's not food, but it is maggots. In Suspiria, they... Because yeah. I think it is like anything oral like that, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. you are trusting and then it becomes something that you never wanted in your mouth. Yes. Is, for an audience, the worst. Yeah. It's a bad thing. dream. It's like teeth like I feel like that's a nightmare that I would maybe have it's like teeth falling out level Mm -hmm. of stuff anything with your mouth you're like oh gosh no 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 I had a weird issue with Gabriel Byrne's wardrobe in this movie (laughs) go for it what is it because like okay so they're all a boat crew Mm mm-hmm and so they're all wearing like those fisherman jackets or vests or undershirts Gabrielle Burns wearing a blazer with a scarf with a a kerchief the whole time. Yeah. Cuz he's El Capitan. But <laughs> I just like there's so many times I'm like are you even comfortable right now? It's so strange. Like he he never matches the rest of the crew in terms of wardrobe and I just I it was distracting to me and it made me it didn't make him seem like the captain and yeah, I don't know. And yeah, it was. Am I am I alone? No, I, it, his his wardrobe didn't make sense. I feel like either he was like, "No, I'm wearing this," or <laughs> that's what I assume that, yeah. that happened. No, this is what I'm wearing. Like they showed him like a dumpy fisherman captain outfit, and he's like, "No, I'm wearing a suit." Yeah, or it was somebody in wardrobe's like first gig, and they were like. I'm really got to show that his status is different than everyone else's. Oh, God. <laughs> obvious way. I think they nailed it. Yeah. Like, he was so above all of them. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it, do, I, I, I guess I just didn't pay attention enough to it. Because there was too much around his outfit that was stupid and ridiculous that I could... It was the last thing on my mind. Yeah. For this movie. To do... It is funny. There's certain points in the movie where you get like you get very irritated by something that doesn't make sense. Mm-hmm. You know, there's so many. There's so many. Is there one that pops in your mind immediately? Uh, I would say like them finding having scuba gear, um, like, like having all the gear from their boat that exploded earlier. They have a ton yep. of gear. They don't have food, but they have scuba gear and explosives. Yeah. Uh, like, wait, what? Yeah. You have the things you needed, but not the, like, when it's necessary. Yeah. That's just, like, lazy. It's funny to laugh at lazy, like, clearly lazy writing. Yes. It's like, yeah, we blew up a boat that had all our stuff. Crap. They need to have their scuba gear. Eh, just give it to them. They haven't. <laughs> they grabbed it. Here's what, yeah. And then the writer's room, they're probably like, well, you know what? They probably, or not the writer's room, it's some guy who wrote a script, but he rationalized it. They got it. In, I'm not going to say this, but they'll fill in the holes. They swam and got their stuff and brought it back. Yeah. That's in the how middle of the ocean. And I'll rationalize that in my head. <laughs> it's so they find a bunch of gold bars in crates. And to me, that just feels it feels so lazy in terms of like uh, story writing to find gold bars. <laughs> it's so you never found a gold bar before, Connie? It's I the just, craziest gold bar looking gold <laughs> bars too. Yeah, they're they're like um they like Legend of Curly's gold. Like that's <laughs> the last time I think I heard about someone looking for gold bars. Yeah. And yeah. it's so uh, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah. <laughs> I just don't think in this day and age, like if you gave me a gold bar, I wouldn't know what the fuck to do with it. Yeah, I wouldn't mm-hmm. either. I'd be like, uh, I had no, I would have no clue how much it was. Right? Do I take and, it to a bank or like what do I do? Cash yeah, for gold. Like, I think yeah. that our currency doesn't have gold to back it up anyway anymore. Yeah, so it's I'm all digital. Like, yeah, yeah. I'm like, I uh, like it. Might as well have been diamonds. I yeah. wish it was diamonds. diamonds would have been dope. That would have been fun. A fun visual as opposed to just gold bars. Gold bars. That had the numbers scratched off, which is a stupid detail because they're like, oh, someone, if someone it stole. Means they, they can't be tracked. It's like, oh, yeah, you but don't have to report it. Yeah, mm-hmm. but here's the thing. But again, I don't know how you take care of gold. Like if you just scratch the numbers off, I'm, then why even bring that up? Because it all ties into it's not real. It's this untraceable devil gold that this guy that (laughs) this guy uses to lure souls with. So we got to break this down because the listeners were like batting around it. Yeah. We got to break down the mythology of ghost ships. I realized I left out the gold in my synopsis. I think think it's not even adding the gold makes your synopsis harder to follow when it was a perfect synopsis. So in the end, so like really sort of what we find out is the guy that hired them to go find this boat and salvage it Mm -hmm. is, is, Without saying it, this is the thing that bothered me the most about the mythology they were going to create, is that they just were coy. They never just came out and said it. Like, as much as I hate, like, a villain explaining themselves, it's almost like we just needed something. She had a flashback. Why did they explain in a weird, like, flash with a ghost? Yeah. That showed what happened to the ship, Mm -hmm. which was insane. Why didn't they explain it at least a little more better than that? Oh, when they do explain it, you mean? Yeah, because they don't really. Do they really explain it? Well, they Because sh- essentially what they're saying is that this guy is just collecting souls. Mm-hmm. And he happens to, he uses ships to do it. He gets a ship full of souls and then ushers them on. Evil, dead, like sinning souls mm-hmm. and ushers it on. But they never say, they never say, oh, I need, I'm a demon. Mm-hmm. I'm here to take souls. I need like. A certain number. Right. And then I send them to like hell or and then the devil. It's all done in these weird, coy, clever ways that the writer thinks he's being smart. Yeah. But it's just confusing us. Yeah. He says management a lot. Sorry. Go ahead. Oh, so. Okay. So they show a they use a a really long flashback sequence with amazing music. Amazing in the most sarcastic way. It shows God awful choice. It shows um, what happened to everyone in the 1960s of how everyone got murdered and it was over these gold bars and you get it's revealed that um, ultimately and the last man standing and the orchestrator is the same guy who hired the crew with Gabriel Byrne to salvage this ship, which is bananas because mm-hmm. he's like a Highlander. And, um, but my thing is, so has he done that before on the ship? Yeah, that's why all those, see, I've put so much, too much thought into this. Uh, that's why those bodies came out of that cooler because he had just gotten another, and the digital watch that was left there. It's yeah. like he's just, he's done this multiple times where he's gotten people to go out to this boat by being the dude at the bar who's like, I know where a boat is. It's like Treasure Island. It's like Treasure yeah. Island gone wrong. And uh, <laughs> Treasure Island goes wrong. I was just thinking that Treasure <laughs> Island <laughs> gone very, very wrong. Uh, and um, 
Yeah, so he lures them out there and he had just done this. They were like, what did they say about the bodies? Those bodies can't be more than three and a half weeks old. And then they never talk about him. They again. let it go. As soon as they find the gold, they <laughs> let it go. And I guess that's the theme, but mm-hmm. it just didn't add up to... It just, they were like... Connie said in the middle of this movie, this movie, this movie is just an emotional roller coaster in the worst way. <laughs> they were so like up and down all yeah. the time. Like the scene after they find a bunch of dead bodies, they also the scene right after they find a bunch of gold and everyone's cheering. It's insane. <laughs> no one's like, I can't. I wonder who those dead bodies. Were. Cool. Yeah. Like the one black guy was like, this. Who knows? This is probably associated with those bodies. And yeah. then they keep. They just move past. Yeah. Or yeah. No, no one wanted to scrub themselves real quick. Because they were oh, literally in water with dead bodies. Dead yeah, bodies. gross. Because the guy was literally like, oh, it stinks. Which was badly delivered. I weirdly remember that. Yeah. Like, because they're running from the dead bodies. Be like, oh, it stinks. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, that yeah, guy is terrible. Stink, they're dead. Yeah. That blonde but, guy who, if that blonde guy Dodge had been Owen Wilson, I think this movie would have been 10 times better. But the haunting already got him. And then he probably was like, I'm never doing those movies again. As he he was right to do. He's done like 30 of them, so (laughs) I don't don't think he's allowed to do any more. But yeah, Dodge, his coloring... Yeah, he he had a very 2000s look. Mm -hmm. Bleached hair, (laughs) cut Owen Wilson style. Um, He's wearing one of those undershirts that's like a thermal. Yeah. But you see his pecs right through it. Like it's super tight. Oh, and this guy, um, he loses his shit frequently. Yes. Like, oh, like he he yells at everybody. It's really bizarro. And um, like when when Santos, beloved Santos, dies, <laughs> um, the in- he takes care. He's the engine wheel guy. He keeps the boat going oh, yeah. on their yeah. little tugboat. Mm-hmm. Oh, oh, weird thing that I wrote down. Santos, there's a scene where he's talking to someone, and then it's revealed he's talking to a picture of a car, and that's it's like a Chrysler or something, right? Yeah, like you expect it to be a picture of like his his like lover back home. Yeah, and mm-hmm. it ends up being a car. Santos earlier was blasting Mudvayne in the not the driver's seat, but like. The yeah, helm. Yeah. Yeah. And he's blasting Mudvayne so loud that Gabriel Byrne tells him to turn it down. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> anyway, but I'm like, no one that's blasting Mudvayne wants that type of car that Santos was looking at. <laughs> I just like a part of me is thinking they shot that scene with Gabriel Byrne and Santos, the actor, didn't know what music was playing. Yeah. And they're probably like, you're jamming out, you're having fun. Okay. Totally. And Gary O'Byrne cue the part where you say, turn that shit off. And they don't know what music it is. Because I feel like the actor would have been like, I don't think this is what I would listen to. You're not going to play real music on set because that's going to fuck up the 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 audio. Yeah. Yeah. So I don't think he knew because Santos, he's kind of like a sassy Latino man. Mm -hmm. And he's like talking to Chrysler's and stuff. But then he's blasting Mudvayne. And I just, it's... The math didn't add up they there. They got the rights later on and they had to use it. Yeah. <sighs> or there was a nephew that's a member of Mudvayne. Yeah. <laughs> and like, can you put your my band, my uncle, can you put my band in your movie? <laughs> I bet all of Mudvayne showed up to the premiere of this. Oh, hell yeah. They opened the premiere. <laughs> yeah. They played the premiere. Yeah. For sure. <laughs> they play, yeah, they play that song a couple of times through the movie. It's, it's pretty great. great. It's oh, so great. I hated everything about it. Uh, I love it. But... I got. I'm still wrapping my head around this dumb full like 
this dumb mythology that oh, they tried to build. I legit just feel like it doesn't really make sense. It doesn't because, but then like, so there's so many questions that I hate that it didn't answer. So were the other ghosts, the sinning ghosts, helping him so they could be shipped off? No, they're trapped there because as long as the boat can keep going, they're stuck on the boat. But if the boat, the people who haven't sinned, like if the boat sinks, then they're free. But as long as the boat is headed towards management, uh, or hell or wherever they're stuck on the boat, even though they haven't sinned. Um, so, so it's like just cause the boat got like broke down, mm-hmm. he couldn't finish his, like if the boat had not broken down, he would have just sent them off as normal. No, he, he uses the boat as bait until it's full, which I don't know how much is full. Like how he's, he's using the boat as the boat to collect all the souls to. Yeah. He says it's a boat full, but like, what is a boat full? It's a lot from what we saw of all the souls. Yeah. Leaving. Yeah. It's like a purgatory of boat and he's got to get it all the way full before he can. And who, and that's apparently takes, I don't know, maybe a hundred years. <laughs> I mean, maybe it's like, it's kind of like it. It's like, well, how, I mean, how many souls does he have to eat until he goes back to bed? And and so here's where I get like confused because the killings weren't consistent to like a plan. Yeah. Like, because if that's the deal is like, I need people to like show that they're sinful. Like, I need to fill a whole boat full of sinful um, souls, right? Because mm-hmm. that's what I, I gather. He has to have sinful souls have to reach a quote. Have to reach a quota. They kept saying he needs to reach his quota. Yeah. Even though it's like, give us a fucking number for fuck's sake. Yeah. So I have like an idea of like, what are what is this demon's like goal? <laughs> right. Like if they had just said I, he he needs ten thousand souls. And we're only what? And I'm at seven or something like that. And you can have a little more fun of like, I'm one way with you, Juliana. And she's like, you can't fucking have me. But there's so much more like, but so if he needs people to be sinful, like I understand the temptation because then he forces people to be sinful over the gold. Mm -hmm. But then I don't get if his goal is that he needs sinful souls, then why would he poison? Why would he have them poison? That would only make them that poison sinful mm-hmm. and he'd kill a bunch of innocents and it just seems like a waste of his time and more work for this demon whereas uh, like if he just slowly like manipulates every person to do something sinful then I could see how that fills up your bowl fast I'm yeah. just trying to work you're just work trying to help him out demon. yeah because I just don't get what you're, you're, you're how you're going to accomplish your goal <laughs> if you keep yeah allowing them to off all the innocent souls you need to make them all sinful and I get that's what the goal is there is for temptation. Mm-hmm. Oh, so you have to sin on the boat in order to count as a sinner. I don't is know. That, it? I, that part is un- unclear to me. Because I'm, I'm like, like, I mean, everyone sinned. And, and if you want to dig into it, oh, talk about original sin, then you're born with it. And like, it's. You have to have sinned and then you have to die. And he has to mark you. So yeah. that's like how he gets everybody in one, and the boat is like a literal boat that oh, he has to. Oh, that's what that is. The lady on the palm, her, one of the ghosts has on on her palm. She has a scar that's shaped like a hook because that's mm-hmm. how she dies. Mm-hmm. Oh, it wasn't through a, the face. Oh, it was a hook. It wasn't a number. Yeah, it's like a weird big oh, hook. I, thought, a, it, I yeah. thought it was a. 
Um, see this again. Another moment that we should all agree on what that was. I thought it was a six, like a number. Oh. Now you guys thought it was a hook, and I'm like, I, well, a six wouldn't make sense though. Because I thought he'd be ca- counting down, he was counting up or down to his soul. So like he needed, he, he, had, he needed five more to go after her. <laughs> Maybe I don't know. That's my oh my. This is why this movie drove well, me crazy. I think it's because she literally just died by getting a giant hook to the face so and when you see your palm there's like a hook thing so uh, uh, so see i thought the hook was his personal sim like the hook of that makes the sense. mark yeah he's the hook see, Ooh, which kind of does make sense because he is the hook he's the one who hooks people into like yeah, going on the mission people. he baits see, people I would, I would take he's that he's the bait he is the bait yeah. but like i just don't he never had like a plan where like it would be like it's only about the goal the gold? Because I don't feel like everybody can be tempted by gold. Not everybody, yeah. Well, Julia isn't that tempted by the gold. But I mean, even in general, like, that's what was, like, dumb about this movie. Like, it's like the gold was a thing, and I was like, I don't think it's the gold. Why are you taking the gold? Because talking about your last shot in this movie, it's just one of the dumbest things. In the oh, movie. no, it's the best. It's not the dumbest. <laughs> For those of you who haven't seen it, it's the best. Yeah, it is enjoyable. But, like... After everything's said and done, they're putting. They, she has sunk in the ship. We think that everything's gone. They, we're, she gets picked up by another like a cruise ship. Yeah, mm-hmm. they're putting her in an ambulance. Finally at the dock, and then you guys can take it from uh, here. Like she's literally getting wheeled into the ambulance, and she's looking at the ship. And then all of a sudden, you hear Mudvayne, and then you, <laughs> you see hear a, mud. a bunch of Mudvayne comes before the visual, and, and then, it's not a fade in; it's full volume. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like it's at eleven, <laughs> and like you see a bunch of crates the crate the same crates that had the gold bars in them and she's like what the and then you see the the devil guy walk by like he's taking his his bait with him now that the ship is sank and you see her scream no and what's funny is the paramedic is closing the doors as she's doing this. Yeah. <laughs> I would, if I was the paramedic, I'd be like, what? 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 I'm just closing the doors. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. <laughs> we're, we're actually, don't say, no, we're taking you. We're taking yeah. you to help. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like, it's like, oh, you're of your free, own free will. I'm just helping you. <laughs> so like, if, okay. Ridiculous. So, like, if you were closing a door on someone and they start screaming, yeah! wouldn't you be like, what? what? Yeah, is your foot you stuck? Stop. Is your foot stuck? Yeah, 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 yeah. Oh my god, did we not see something? Are you yeah. hurt? Oh god. Did I pinch you with yeah, the door? But, but nah, he's just like out of job to gym, not getting paid enough to hear her nose. Yeah. Oh, yeah. it's so great. Also, I'm pretty sure everybody who's going onto the boat, one of them is Dodge. Like if you if we rewound it and watched it again, the dudes who are pulling the gold onto the boat. Uh, one of them is Dodge for sure, and I think a couple other people who are like previously in the movie who are maybe sinners, Great. and they're dressed as uh, they're dressed in the now outfit of having to see. That's yeah. why I'm like I'm could like another thing is like because um, I hate that I don't know his name and I keep calling him the black character or like that's the rudest thing in the world. Just call him the guy from Grey's Anatomy. Greer, Greer, Greer. that's his character yeah, name. Greer. Um, Isaiah Washington is that his, actor, he, his real life name? Yeah, that's where I was like, oddly, because the little girl says to 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 Juliana's character, like Emily Browning, is that her name? Yeah, she was in um, she was in Sucker Punch, and she was in uh, a series of unfortunate events. The first one, yeah, okay. a series of she looks like a young Angelina Jolie. Oh yeah, yeah, that makes sense. But 
So Greer gets tempted mm-hmm. by the Francesca who was marked. Yeah. Not and it, and it's not revealed that it's oh it's the demon guy pretending to be her. Mm. It's her. So I was like, are they? And the little girl says like, I'm not one of them. Mm-hmm. And so I'm like. Are the go- the sinful ghosts? Are they helping him fill up the boat too? Oh, maybe once you're a sinner and you die from that, you're like then a helper. Yeah, and I was like, you're a part of the crew, right. if you will. This this movie did not make that clear yeah. or not. This is why I love this movie because it leaves a lot to think about afterwards, which I obviously have too much. But it's but I mean, you, apparently we missed a bunch of stuff, so we have to watch super I carefully. I feel like it it does a uh, a second watch is not a bad thing. Um, but that's the thing is like that's why the kills were sort of disappointing a little bit because yeah. they didn't have like a a, a theme throughout about temptation because if his thing is I'm tempting you to sin yeah I feel like they missed that opportunity to be like show him find what each person can sin over or or yeah. if it's about the gold watch him manipulate everybody so they start offing each other mm-hmm. and he gets them you know what I mean like right. haha like with Francesca it was like I killed that last guy and then he marked her you know what I mean yeah. I we didn't see any of that in that crew it was just I brought you here and shit's gonna get weird yeah. and then I will reveal that I have uh, through I will I'll reveal to you what I want through not me but through the that little girl ghost who's gonna take you on a fun little ride in yeah. your mind about what oh, happened he was mad about her because he can't control her because oh. she's uh she's a free spirit and so that's why she gets so scared and she's like he doesn't want me talking to you and when he finds out like oh you've been talking to the girl i mean he's a bad actor so you can't tell yeah. but he keeps getting mad that she's been talking to the girl and starts to realize that maybe she's gonna find out for sure what's going on mm. why is that little girl so mad if she can't if he can't control her then be like i'm gonna tell everybody get away from me yeah mm-hmm. i'm telling everybody <laughs> are you playing the scene to see yeah i rarely do this go back to the video while i mean recording. Might, as, might as well but because you pointed out that there are other people i really wanted okay, to see is he one of them is that no. santos no that's not santos okay. that's us being racist oh uh, um, <laughs> uh they look like they're similar okay. looking. Let's see. Right, right. We're watching this very last sequence. You guys can listen to this. I think they look similar in style just because of and that's a bald black man. Yeah. yeah. Not Isaiah Washington. It, it is looks Dodge like, though, right? No, is it that? It accurate? looks like Dodge. It's not Dodge. It's the exact same. If they haircut. were going for that, maybe they were going for the fact that they were supposed to look like them, but they couldn't get them on the day. Yeah. Oh, that's incredible. Because it's the exact same setup of people. It the first guy looks kind of like the captain. Mm-hmm. And the and then oh, everybody else. Like, yeah, one of them I think has long hair. I totally believe that they went for everybody looking See, like them. Okay, so maybe Santos. Keep going. Or the keep captain. Going. Or the He's captain. The I think it's the captain, maybe then Santos. Okay. Uh-huh. Uh, we don't know. I mean, but there's no long hair. There's no long hair wait, wait, for keep, Carl keep, Urban. Keep, keep going. I think some of them are just like extra, and then yeah, I think it's a stretch, but a great theory. I really think that's the guy it's who played Dodge. It totally isn't him. Uh, this guy had the worst hair. Oh yeah, the guy that played the devil. Basically, did anyone in early thousands have good hair? I mean, there- Winona Ryder. Yeah, but she is a rarity. Sorry to be rude. I just don't think that theory is right. Oh, what else? What else? There's what so are... much. I mean, 
But like every kill was just so disappointing to me. I the kills say- were not as fun as I like like remember. I, I thought it was more fun all to laugh and have fun about the insanity of everything. Yes, versus that's definitely like, why I like the it. Kills. The first kill was super insane and great with the yeah. boat. But like, how did they go? Let's go. Santos gets blown up. That one's that nah. one's that one's okay. Yeah, but it's not like again. I don't. It's just you get blown up. He's and just the ghost killing, does it. It feels like he's just yeah. Ghosts are just uh, yeah. They're One of them turns people. on a tank, a propane. Yeah, uh-huh. and for some reason that causes an explosion because he starts the engine, so the ignition mm. would have okay. lit off. He dies that way. Greer gets tempted. That's the only one that's really about temptation. Yeah. Because he could be a sinner because he's going to cheat on his girlfriend with this fucking yeah. Francesca ghost. But he reaches yeah. for her to grab them ghost titties. <laughs> but <laughs> but you, you can't touch a ghost. So he goes right through her and falls down like some sort of elevator like shaft mm-hmm. and lands on some weird barbs. Yep. Yeah. And dies. Yeah. And the captain dies by being drowned essentially by the guy i guess his his sin his temptation is being an alcoholic yeah because he he gets tempted by it a couple times and then he gets drunk and uh hallucinates hallucinates that santos is there Mm -hmm. to like yell at him for letting him die yeah and then he gets put in an aquarium which is the last place i would ever put anybody who's drunk i don't know maybe if you were on a crazy ship and you were like where can we put you so you'll be safe? But they put him inside. It's like a drunk take. They throw they throw him in a giant, uh, like floor to ceiling circle aquarium and yeah. lock it. Yeah, they like, lock yeah. it. That's the unnecessary part. He's not climbing out of there. Yeah. It's twenty feet tall. Yeah, right. they like seal it and lock it, and he dies Elisa Lamb style inside of uh like the water thing. Mm-hmm. Did Lee Slam you mean from downtown LA? Yeah. That's such a funny reference. I mean, it's a horrifying <laughs> it's reference. It's terrible. It's a terrible oh, wow. reference. <laughs> Have you seen the elevator footage of that? Oh, God. That looks creepy as hell. Yeah. It's terrible. I spent probably a whole afternoon one time, like going back. This was like six months ago, being like, what was that again? And going back through all of it. And it's too scary. They didn't solve it, right? No, it's unsolved. It's, you know about that, right? Connie? Yeah, it's, it's too awful. much. The it's, elevator game is what some people have you heard that theory? Mm-mm. There's a thing online where I think it's on like whatever pasta, creepy pasta stuff. It's like an elevator game that you, if you do a certain sequence, it will take you into like another dimension or another like reality. And, and that's what, like one of the theories is like she was playing that game and that's why those that footage is so weird. So is elevator game something that has existed like an idea that has existed before Elisa Lam? Or do you think they? No, came- I think that they just went and like. I'm guessing it's just somebody made it up for creepy pasta, and then they're like, "This is we're associated with that." It is very scary to watch, though, because it's like, how did she? She was creepy. She's like, it's so weird. It's yeah. And then she ended up in a, a water tank that I think can only be sealed from. There's something about like the way it was sealed. Like, how did she get in there? Type of stuff. It's. You guys watch Ghost Ship and look up Elisa Lamb if you haven't already gone down that rabbit hole. Uh, yeah. It's too scary. Really fun connection. Mm. <laughs> 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 but like, back to the actual kills in this this movie, not yeah. real life. Um, then Carl Urban's is one of the most disappointing 
kills of all time. I yeah. think. Oh, because it comes out of nowhere. Yeah, he's just underwater, like going to fix a tube. <laughs> That's right. But you're also like you expect like there to be like a lead up to like underwater. Yeah. I'm gonna get chased by something. Like, yeah. a ghost underwater or something. He's just going, and then a machine turns on, or it's already on. It looks like, and he gets sucked in. Yeah, really fast. His death is like less than 10 seconds, I feel like. <laughs> yeah. And there's no lead up. You're kind of like, what's happening? Uh, Like the horn, like the scary music starts and then he's dead so fast. Mm-hmm. I feel like they cut it for time. Same with the totally. captain's death. Like, I feel like maybe there's a version where the thing starts to fill up with water uh. and it's scary. But they were like, we got to cut this for time and. They just go straight to him. You're probably right. It feels like a lot of this was rushed. Because then they like throw out Munder or Dodge. Yeah. Dodge's death just is like implied. Yeah. He he shotguns the demon. He opens his eyes when Dodge walks away thinking he's dead. And then next thing we know, guess... Guess this demon can change his shape, and he he's like a T one thousand. Yeah, what the hell was yes. that? That's the first time we have that reveal. You don't even see them use that as a device to try to lure any of them yeah, until um, then. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's like, oh, by the way, did I not mention I'm a shapeshifter? <laughs> and I only, I'm only going to use it this one time. I only get yeah. You were going to say like he had a limit. He's like, uh, yeah. I have look. Here's the thing. I have a quota of bodies. But also, I have a limit to how many times I can shapeshift. Yeah, <laughs> I can only use it in dire situations. I'm like when talk, you're about can to we talk blow about up the your boat. management, the devil. He's giving you. You need to take some like. Let you have some leniency on these things. Yeah, it's like uh, it's like corporate management down there. There's really tight budget. You can only use. They watch everything. <laughs> yeah. a new movie they got right cameras. Go ship corporate. Yeah. Go ship incorporated. <laughs> I now also kind of want to find like, is there a director's cut of this where I'm sure there's so many scenes that have been shortened and cut down. Mm-hmm. Maybe this would answer some of our questions. Oh, that would be funny to find. I'm very curious about that. What was interesting, you know, how we thought we brought up 13 ghosts in the same era. Oh yeah. Same director. Same director? Same director. Steve Beck did both 13 Ghosts, then Ghost Ship. No wow. way. Yeah. And it kind of like makes sense. I also sense love that movie. That it's <laughs> not, he's a visual effects guy. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it shows. The art director that like he was in, and he did some good movies. He did, he worked for, he was an art director for on Indiana Jones, Last Crusade, The Abyss, and Hunt for Red October. And then did these. <laughs> He clearly had a dream. That makes sense, though, because also in 13 Ghosts, there is another scene where somebody's body gets chopped right in half. Yep. And you see and what and it slides. It's one side slides doors, down. Right? Yeah. Oh, God. And if it's the exact same gimmick where you're like, are they alive, actually? Because it shows that his like eyes moving and they're like still for a second. And then after like five seconds, the body like slides off itself. I would argue if I had to pit these two movies together, I'd call 13 Ghosts maybe better. Ooh, I don't know. But I don't know either. I don't know. I haven't seen 13 Ghosts, so I can't say, but now I want to watch it. Actually, it's very similar now that I'm thinking of it. Same thing. He has to fill the house up with souls. And then once he gets enough souls, (laughs) once he gets enough souls, it's 13 evil souls. And then it's supposed to make him like, like immortal, right? Or something crazy. He's built this crazy contraption. Which is a whole house. Yeah. And it, it's works like clockwork. He's a crazy, and then he'll be the most powerful man in the universe. Uh, once he gets all 13 souls and the house to like line up. Right. And then, uh mm, yeah, similar, 
Very similar. A little similar. I would say that Thirteen Ghosts though is a little more clear. And it's what, a little better explained. You know, you like you can understand like what's the goal of the villain and what we're up against. Where this one, I'm like, uh, you're talking to me like I should know your your lingo, dude. Yeah, <laughs> like, that's why I love it though. The twist, the twist at the end. Oh, yeah. they get me every time. I think that, highly entertaining. We're gonna rate it. Unless we have anything else to talk about, Connie. Uh, I'm good. I, I just enjoyed myself. <laughs> I think I'm going to give this... I'm going to give this a multiple. Me too. Because I, I think it's so much. much. Like, you can hear me whine about this movie, but it'd be like, it's multiple because I would watch it multiple times with a group of people and yes. have a good time. It's the best for that. That's why I love I it. I love bad deliveries in scenes, <laughs> and mm-hmm. I just... I, I would rewatch that scene with the beans again. That was so... <laughs> I learned so much. Yeah. It was so fun. And uh, our, uh, if you don't know our rating system, you, I mean, I, we clearly probably know what you're going to rate. We don't even, our <laughs> guests really don't, shouldn't have to rate it. Yeah. But our rating system is once, meaning this is the one time we want to see it ever. Mm-hmm. Twice, we'll give it another, like another try or more. And then multiple's like, yeah, we're on board. We'll watch it again tons of times. Yeah. I'm obviously a multiple. I love making people watch this movie. <laughs> it's my favorite thing. Uh, it's too fun. Yeah, it's an it's an enjoyable one to bring to people. It's a, you wouldn't watch it by yourself. You got to be with a group mm-hmm. for mm-hmm. sure. You know what I mean? For sure. Yeah, um, it's a it's a party movie. Mm-hmm. Great party Get movie. Get some good snacks. First time I saw it was a slumber party. Oh, um, that was so fun. Yeah. Yeah, that's one of my good, first slumber parties. Yeah, it was a good time. So we have a question before we wrap up. We have a yes. question for you, Hannah, that we ask every guest. Our podcast is about that. We'll. Um, that we'll watch anything once. Yes. But what we want to know from you, Hannah, and you can be as specific, meaning one movie, yeah. to broad spectrum of genre or a certain, you know, genre is like the most broad you can sort of go or type of movie. But it, what is something that you vo- avoid and don't, or like when it comes to that, no, thank you. We don't want to watch that. Ooh, um, let's see. I was just going to say porn, but I feel like that's too obvious. (laughs) Like I've never never had that answer. (laughs) I've never watched porn and I have, I guess I really have no desire to. I also, there's like certain scare. I love this genre of scary movies. I think because it's very nostalgic to me and certain types of scary movies. But then there's another type sometimes where I'm like, Oh God, this is in someone's brain. Like I hate validating this. Like the really, I think it's the really, really gory kind of crazy kind like, like torture like saw and those things yeah or? which i've also seen and i guess when i'm in the right mood i'll enjoy it but not so much anymore I and feel I, you. yeah i guess i'm like i don't want to pay to go to a theater for i love ghost movies but like the really gory like mass killings from one human to another human with torture i'm like uh, I, don't, I don't like torture porn yeah <laughs> hey yeah, torture me. porn it's it, yeah, it's too it, it. I get too in my head about it that like someone wrote this and thought really hard about this and like this is in their head. In I a just I way. just don't want to see it. Yeah. And I don't want to see it. Yeah. And they like making it like Ugh. they like make believe. Yeah, that's weird for me. Yeah, too. But um, it's a fine line because I do love I obviously like weird, scary movies. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, there's a little more camp and fun to this. Yeah. Whereas I'm always on that line of like, how much is it just glorifying death? Or not even glorifying death, just glorifying like murder. Yes. <laughs> and like, even when we're like, look how creative they were with that kill. Yeah. Sometimes I'm like, why are we, 
watching this. Why, why are we into this? <laughs> yeah. Because it was well done. Right. It's bizarre. Then they were like questioning like, uh, like so many things in our society. And they were like, mm-hmm. I'm not saying a movie does it, but yeah. it's interesting that in our culture, and this has been said before, that we, especially American culture is like, hell yeah, show me as much death on TV and yeah. violence. But when it comes to sex... Yes. And things that actually should, would, would our society would benefit from having open more, mm-hmm. like off getting things, not allowing things to be considered taboo anymore. Yeah. Would be beneficial. We're constantly pushing back. Yeah. Like we saw this movie, Happy Death Day. Oh, um, we I mentioned this in the it. previous podcast uh, episode, but we went and saw the Q&A and it was ridiculous to hear the director talk about what the MPAA would allow and what he, they wouldn't. Mm. He There's a scene where straight up where another woman calls the other woman like for coming in like late, like a, what you would consider like a walk of shame and all that bullshit. Yeah. She's like, oh, you like some calls her a slut, right? Uh, they changed it from... The original line was a uh, check yourself for VD, but the MPAA was like, change it to uh, you're a slut. They're what? okay with another woman calling a slut, but we can't talk about a virinal disease. disease. That's insane. That's yeah. so crazy. And there was another one in there too. Going. I'm sorry. Oh, yeah, you're fine. We'll go. We gotta wrap up. Um, but yeah, it's pretty crazy. Yeah. Well, thank you, uh, Hannah. Connie's got to run. Uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. We, we're 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 at time anyway. Um, but thank you so much. This you is guys. a pleasure to watch Ghost Ship with you. Thank you for taking the time out uh, to watch it with us and then to talk afterwards and share that great movie with us. I had the best time. I cheered a lot. I was so excited about this day. I've been so excited forever. Thank you for having me. <laughs> Thanks for coming. This was great. It was a good time. If you want more from Hannon Cannon Gator, you can follow her on Twitter at Cannon Gator. That's spelled out phonetically C A N N O N G A T O R. Cannon Gator. Also, you can see her on the wonderful UCB Herald team, Crush, at UCB Herald Night on Monday nights, either at 8 p.m. or 9.30 p.m. And they also have Herald Late Night on Thursday nights and Friday um, Herald as well. Check out the UCB calendar to look at that schedule. She also performs with Parker Posey in their show, Parker Posey Loves to Party, every fourth Wednesday at 7 p.m. in the Inner Sanctum at UCB Sunset. As well as the Parker Posier team is going to be performing at my show at UCB on Monday, November 6th at 7 p.m. with Copycat. Parker Posey will be performing a set, and then my team, Copycat, will attempt to perform that exact same set again. It will probably get crazy as always. Also, another thing, Hannah, she's a wonderful guest. She's a wonderful podcast host as well. You should check out her podcast right here on the Boardwalk Audio Network called Hello and Good News. It's a great show. Um, keep your ears on that because there's possibly in the future that both me and Connie will be guests. But it's definitely a podcast worth checking out. And you can support both those shows, this show and all the shows on Boardwalk Audio by just clicking on the button on the Boardwalk Audio website that says support our artist. That will direct you to Amazon.com. You make all your normal purchases and we get a small kickback kick and it will cost you nothing. 
And if you like what you heard, you can uh, like and subscribe to I Will Watch Anything Once on iTunes or your preferred podcast listening thing and uh, write us a review and you can subscribe to us and you can email us at IWillWatchAnythingOnce at gmail.com. You can follow us on Twitter and Instagram and Snapchat at IWWAO. That's right. Uh, <laughs> came in so loud right there. But really, I'm just excited to let you all know that you um, thank you for all listening. And remember, if you haven't seen it once, you can't, can't complain. complain. We'll get it in sync. It will one day. Testing, testing on the ones and twos and threes. Boardwalk Audio Podcast. For more information and shows, visit BoardwalkAudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.